The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Too often we rely solely or primarily on conventional medicine to treat symptoms and disease. But these can mask the problems, so we never get to the root cause of the disease. There are better choices. Welcome to Generation Regeneration with your host, Sandra Guy Malhotra. Conventional medicine does play an important role in effective treatment, but even more important are the daily lifestyle, food, and spiritual choices we make. Now, here is Sandra Guy Malhotra. Welcome, everyone, to Generation Regeneration Holistic Radio. I'm Sandra Malhotra, your host and publisher of Regenerate Magazine that you can check out at regeneratemagazine.com. Thank you for joining us, whether it's live or on demand. We love and appreciate you, all of our listeners, and want to support everyone who wants to embrace the notion that although you may be members by birth of the baby boom generation or Gen X or Gen Y, that you can choose to be members of Generation Regeneration or Gen R by the daily choices you make to regenerate your body, mind, spirit, lifestyle, and career. And as many of you know, we added a new feature this year. The first show of each month will be dedicated to the Abundance Cubed group coaching program for wellness entrepreneurs. My guest today, Noam Kastuki, is a successful business coach, creator of masterpieces, and my collaborator for this program. You can learn all about him at artofamagicallife.com. Welcome back to the show, Noam. It's so great to have you here. And as many of you know who have been following this program, We have five entrepreneurs participating in this 12-month coaching program, and we're covering many relevant topics with them. Our shows up to this point have covered defining your brand, optimizing your social media presence, rocking your website, and improving your relationship with money. If you missed these shows, you can catch the podcast on demand right here at gr.voiceamerica.com. And you can also follow our entrepreneurs on our Abundance Cubed Radio for Wellness Entrepreneurs Facebook page. We post a lot of great stuff there. And today, we're going to review the group coaching session led by Gnome on pricing your products and services. We assigned the book, The Psychology of Price by Lee Caldwell to our entrepreneurs because smart pricing is crucial. As Lee says, by gaining an insight into the way consumers think and purchase, you can generate more demand, more customer value, and more profit. So this is really an important part of starting your business. And this is a great book. And so, Noam, I'd like to discuss some of the concepts that he mentions in The Psychology of Price and how they apply to our five entrepreneurs in particular. So let's start with Lee Caldwell's Seven Principles of Pricing, which are at the very beginning of the book. And they are as follows. Pricing should be based on the value to the customer, not the cost to you. The prices should be tangible so your customers can see what they get for what they pay. Prices should be comparable on terms that you can control. If you want to change your prices, you must reframe the service or product. Price differentiation is the key enabler of profit. Pricing communication shapes the client's perception of value. 
and you must be prepared to lose some sales in order to increase profits. So those are the seven principles of pricing from Lee Caldwell's The Psychology of Price. And to fully understand all of these concepts, we really recommend that you read this book. For this show, we're going to just just a couple of these in detail, namely the third and fourth ones and how they relate to the Abundance Cube entrepreneurs. And I chose these because they have to do with how you set your initial prices and then how you change your prices. So, no, the third one is prices should be comparable on terms that you can control. And this refers to how your product is positioned with respect to other products. So you need to do your research and understand how comparable products are priced. And then also think about in what company you should keep with your product. So this is an important point. And can you elaborate on that? Yes, I love the concept of comparing the price on the terms you can control. And for me, that really is the key thing. So let's explore different areas of comparisons outside of the obvious comparing to other people in the industry. The first place I look at is comparing the prices to other products and services. So for Parul, she's done that very well because she's now got a range of services that go from $299 uh, to $5,000. When a client buys from her, they can compare to other services she offers. And that is something she can always control. In the same way, Janae produces, uh, has produces from £3 a pound to $60 a pound. And again, that is something she can control. So she can always control that comparison within her own services and her own products. The second one is the comparing the price to the value for the customer. Warren Buffett says, price is what you pay, value is what you get. So when my mom heard that a client paid me over 20K for an eight weeks coaching program, she was outraged. (laughs) How can anyone justify paying this much money for coaching? Surely, you know, no coaching can possibly be worth that much. There is nothing that I do with these people that my mom was also a coach doesn't do with her clients. We use the same kind of techniques. We use the same models and we learn in some of the same schools in a way. Yeah. And when I stopped, when she stopped her her rents there, (laughs) I explained that the client raised over $700,000 as a result. And so the client not only is happy with the value, value he got, but he goes around saying my coaching is cheap. Mm. So, When the client also see the comparison between the price and the value, I think this is where uh, there's a big shit that happened. And the last one, which is something people often don't think about, is comparing the price of your products and services to what people would spend the money on alternatively. So if they weren't going to spend money on what you do and your services and your products, what would they spend the money on? And that's something that was drilling into charity fundraisers' minds. Because that's, and I'll use that as an example because it's the easiest to see, uh, to see how it works. People can either donate $300,000 to a charity or they can buy a Ferrari. What you want to do is to compare the benefits that they get from buying a Ferrari to the benefits they get from donating $300,000 to your charity. Hmm. If the benefits from giving $300 to your charity are greater than the ones from buying a Ferrari, 
then there are very, very high chances you will find donors because people will look at it and say, ah, that's a bargain. That's a great deal. Yeah. Uh, and so that's the idea of thinking if people are not going to spend the money on what I do, what are they going to spend the money on and how much mm-hmm. are they going to spend? And now you've got a comparison to something that is very different but in the same sphere. Yeah, okay. All right. Now, those are really good points. And if I refer to the psychology of price just quickly, uh, in there he talks about a fictitious company called the Chocolate Teapot Company. And he talks about how they as well do their research and how they figure out how to compare this very unique product, whether they compare it to a tea bag, a fresh cup of cappuccino, or a fresh fruit smoothie. And it depended on which, comp- which kind of product they compare themselves to will determine what they can charge. So anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, so those are all really great examples. Exactly. And, just, yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and that's exactly the same as, uh, as the comparing to the Ferrari, which is yeah. what are you comparing yourself to? If people yep. are going to come on your program, do your thing, buy produces in your, sto- in, in your farm, do you compare that to Whole Foods or do you compare that to going to a chef's uh, restaurant? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, really good points there. And so now the next big question is after doing all of this and positioning your product and pricing it, you set a price. But say that over time you want to increase that price, that you want to make the product better and maybe get into a more premium market. So how does one go about growing and reframing their product so that they can increase the price? There's many different ways to do that through um, personal growth, through looking at fun and passion, through <coughs> sorry, through looking at the value of the offering to the customer, reducing the cost also. When, let's take a look at a specific example from the participants. For Parul, she kept the prices low because she didn't want to disappoint customers in cases the services wasn't great. Getting uncomfortable by charging higher prices pushed, pushed her to grow the quality of her work and she focused more attention on delivering high-quality services consistently. And as a result, she saw that the price she was asking was actually proportional to the value she offers. As a result, she, it was easy for her to create new services and to increase the prices. Um, for someone like Lisa, in some ways, it's doing the exact opposite. The big challenge for her is reducing her costs. Because if she wants to offer different services... Um, her time is the limit, and her time is her biggest cost. So she looked at the idea of how she can create more value with less of her time. And two ideas that we came up with was, one, to offer a service to send daily reminders to clients so that they can do their exercise, uh, reminders to clients about doing their exercises. And because that's an automated process, if she had 100 people who pay, let's say, $20 a month, then she would have $2,000 a month of passive income. Another idea would be for clients to be able to send a two-minute video showing how they practice their exercise. She can reply with a three-minute video to give feedback. That all takes her five minutes, 
which is a lot less than the 45-minute regular sessions people have to pay for. As she can reduce her cost from 45 to 5 minutes, she can create a product that costs a lot less, but that can have a higher profit margin. Okay. Yeah, interesting examples. And I think I want to continue talking about this particular subject on the other side of this break, but let's get ready to go to our first break. But before we go, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsor for today's show. Though we are not discussing food today, we do believe that food is medicine and very important. And culture dairy is an important part of gut healing and immune health. Learn how to make your own yogurt, kefir, and cream fresh at home with Monica Corrado's new ebook on culturing dairy, part two of the series on cooking techniques for the gut and psychology syndrome diet. This ebook is available at selenriverpress.com. That's S-E-L-E-N-E riverpress.com. Now let's get ready for that break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us today. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Adventure and Expansion, Noam Kastuki. And we're reviewing last month's coaching session on the topic of pricing for your products and services. Stay close, and we'll see you in a jiffy with more cool stuff. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of Masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed group coaching program, Noam Kastuki. And in the previous segment, we started discussing two of Lee Caldwell's seven principles of pricing, as described at the beginning of his book, The Psychology of Price. And Noam was just talking about what you need to do to 
reframe and increase your prices. So, no, let's go back to that before we move on to uh, the other things for this segment. Mm-hmm. Can you go back and and generally, based on some of the examples that you already gave us in the previous segment, just generally, what needs to happen for you to position yourself to increase your prices? Yes, okay. So from a, from a, a general perspective, I see four steps in making it possible to increase your prices. And the four steps are um, engaging in your own personal and professional growth. So the better you are delivering the service, yeah. the, more va- the more you can increase the price because the more value you deliver. Right. The second one is discovering what is fun for you and what you're most passionate about. Because the more fun you have delivering the service the more likely you are to want to do it every single day and to do it with more interest, with more excitement, and you'll want to deliver better quality of work. Um, And also what's fun for you is fun for other people. The third one is increasing the value to your customer, and that's really focusing on what is the customer getting out of this. Um, And uh, the fourth one is reducing what your costs Right. So where you can't increase the price, you reduce the cost, and by reducing the cost, you increase your margin. And what happens is that some people tend to focus on only one or the other, mm. uh, and I believe that when you do the four, you really get to deliver high quality at the, at the optimal uh, cost. Okay. All right. That's really good advice. So what we've talked about, just to summarize up to this point, is setting your price and then what you need to do to reframe and increase your price by delivering more value. So would you say that this is something that happens a couple times through a business or is this a continuous process that entrepreneurs should consider going through? I see setting the price as a continuous process. The world is constantly changing around us. We're constantly changing and growing. Why would our product, services, and prices not change? Yeah. So my clients all go through the same cycle of these four steps uh, for increasing the prices and creating new services uh, and products. What I like is uh, Jack Wells' approach. He had a very interesting approach on reframing the different arms of General Electric. Many of the parts of GE considered themselves to be number one in their market. So they had the biggest share of the market, and that was awesome. When Jack Wells became CEO, he went to them and asked them to do an exercise. He said, you know, how could you redefine the market so that you're not number one in the market, but so that you don't own any more than 5% of that market. Hmm. And when people came back with the the responses and when they sort of like expanded the market to be like, oh, well, you know, if we said that the market isn't, you know, for fridges, but instead the market is the whole of of kitchen appliances, then actually we only have less than 5%. It would say, great. Now tell me how you're going to get number one in that market. Oh. <laughs> and so my view is that that's what it really is like. It's you become the biggest fish in your pond. And when you do, 
either you can stop and be like, okay, that's it. I'm great now. I'm the best. I'm the biggest. And, you know, I'm staying here. Or you try to figure out where is the bigger pond, where is the bigger lake, where is the ocean, so that you can compare yourself to bigger fishes and so you can grow and, and do things differently. Interesting. Yeah, and that's that's a great example because likely by just resting on your laurels, you won't stay number one anyway. So it's and, it, it's, yeah, it's and a and constant. Seen, yeah, and we've seen that happen with so many companies that everyone thought was impossible to go down. Yeah, uh, like Kodak. Uh, we had Lemon Brothers. We had so many other places that everyone thought these companies can't go down. They're too big. They've been around for too long. Well, they do. Yep, they do. Okay, so now let's get more specific by talking about where each of the Abundance Cubed entrepreneurs are in this cycle of setting prices, growing, reframing, increasing, and then getting back to a new baseline. And let's get started with Jill Rios. She's the owner and director of Pathways to Wellness in Colorado, brick and mortar health and wellness center. And Jill's case is unique in that she has a big enterprise. There are a lot of people involved in her business, and she is in the process of rebranding it. And so still thinking about what we discussed in January, which may be the case for others who are following this program, too. So can you comment on Jill's situation? Absolutely. She is, like you said, she's not where we started, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, We started with branding sort of arbitrarily because it's the DNA of the company so there's a sense and a logic to start there but entrepreneurs are wherever they are in their cycle and and so that's what happens with clients the same it happens with clients who come to me I've got clients who are uh, at the start of branding and some clients uh, are there where um, they've already done that and we need to go somewhere else so Jill needed to go deeper into her business before she could step out and look at branding. So over the last few months, what she did is to dive in deep into her business, understand what the reality of her business is like, how it really works, how she really wants to be as an entrepreneur, what she doesn't want. And she spent time looking at numbers. She did a lot of quantified self um, about money, about uh, time, about uh, the way she feels. And from all these meditation work, what happened is the destruction of the past selves that had to happen. And in, a blog, in her blog, she explained it very beautifully. She had to let go of who she used to be. She had to let go of that person who was limiting her. And that person was part of the old brand. Yeah. That person was the source of the old brand. So now that she's in a new place and she's coming from a different way of being, Branding is the way that she can build a new DNA for the business. And so that makes sense that she's now coming back to that stage. And what's cool for her is that now she can follow all the steps of the program from branding (laughs) forward because the steps are always the same. Um, Whether I work with a client who has a $9 million business or someone who's just starting uh, and hasn't had his first first penny uh, in the bank account, it's always the same cycles. It just depends where you start on the cycle. That's right. That's right. And so the information that we're putting out here with this radio show, everything's podcasted. We have a lot on social media. Um, people can take it at their own pace. 
I, I think that's the point that even mm-hmm. the entrepreneurs that are directly involved in this program, like Jill, they are going at their own pace because like you say, you're meeting people where they're at, though the information is there for when they're ready to move forward onto the next topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you started mentioning Lisa's situation in the first segment. Yeah. So uh, she's the movement and Feldenkrais specialist in Michigan. So let's talk a little bit more about her situation. Where is she at in the cycle? So in the cycle for me, she's learning about the value of her work. We selected Lisa because we see value in the work she does. Yeah. We believe in the potential of her service, of her way of being, and it can have a much greater impact. But she's not fully caught up with that idea. <laughs> uh, she's still underpriced. She's still below the average uh, in her industry in terms of, uh, of price per hour. And so for her, the step is really to experience the fun uh, of her service, to experience the impact of her work, and to experience what it's like when clients are happy, and they're like, wow, this is incredible, your service is cheap, this is, I can't believe that I pay so little, and, um, and so she's not ready to increase her prices yet. Mm-hmm. For me, her focus now is on experiencing her, her work as magical as, and as awesome. Yes. Yes, agreed. Uh, She healed herself from injury using these modalities. And so clearly they are a powerful way to help people manage their pain and to love what they do physically and not be held back. So go, Lisa. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so so that's the idea is that for the moment her work is exactly about what it says, about relieving pain. It's about changing That For that, people will only pay a limited amount of money. When her work is beyond reducing the pain, and when reducing the pain is not why she does it, but how she does it, yeah. everything will change. And we explored that at the beginning with Lisa when we talked about her branding, because she talked about it being about joy, about pleasure, about activities and hobbies. When she started being able to talk to her clients about the fact that she's not about reducing pain, but about doing the hobbies more. Yeah then everything will change, but she's not quite there yet. I think that's the the place she's at, is going through that shift. Yes, that's right. Okay, wonderful. Well, interesting insights into Jill's and Lisa's situation, and I'm sure other people can relate to that too. So let's get ready for our next break. But before we go, I'd like to thank our sponsor for today's show. Are you familiar with the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Nutritional Protocol? Get the book that Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride says everyone needs. Monica Corrado's ebook, Meat Stock and Bone Broth, Cooking Techniques for the Gut and Psychology Syndrome Diet. This book is available at CelineRiverPress.com. Now let's get ready for that break. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Bonhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed group coaching program, Noam Kastuki. And we're reviewing last month's coaching session, which was on the topic of pricing your products and services. And we talked about Jill's and Lisa's situation, and we're going to move forward and talk about the rest of our entrepreneurs as well. So stay tuned, and we'll see you on the flip side.
Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Maholtra and creator of masterpieces Noam Kostuki are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. GMOs, or genetically modified organisms, are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. Welcome back, everyone, to Generation Regeneration. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed Group Coaching Program for Wellness Entrepreneurs, Noam Kostuki. In the previous segment, Noam generally described the cycle that businesses go through to set prices, improve their offerings, and then increase prices and how important this growth cycle is. And there's a lot to this. So we recommended that the Abundance Cubed entrepreneurs in our program read the book, The Psychology of Price by Lee Caldwell, and suggest the same for anyone dealing with setting prices for their products and services. It's a great book. So we started discussing where each of the five Abundance Cubed entrepreneurs are in this cycle of setting prices and growing and increasing prices. And in the previous segment reviewed where Jill, the owner of the Pathways to Wellness Center in Colorado is, and Lisa, the movement specialist, where they're at. So, Noam, let's move forward and continue talking about where the Abundance Cubed entrepreneurs are at. Let's move on to Perul, the author, blogger, wellness, and business coach in Arizona. You mentioned her briefly in the beginning of the program. So, let's take a deeper dive right now. Where is she at in this cycle? So, Perul upped her prices. She expanded her offering, and she's bringing in new clients. So, in a way, she completed the cycle. So, for me, it's now time for her to do sort of two things. One is to uh, cash in the work that she's done. So, what I mean by that is to getting the client in for, for, for her work and get paid and get comfortable with her offering range so that it's something that she does without having to think about it. 
And then the second thing is to focus our, our attention on delivering better services. So what we noticed during the conversation is that she focused a lot of her attention on how to be an entrepreneur, how to market, how to grow, how to brand, etc. She hasn't spent quite as much time working on how to be a better coach, how to be a better mm-hmm. consultant, how to be a better teacher, how to be a better facilitator for, for, for her clients. And so now that's where she's going to focus her attention because the better she becomes at that, the more it'll reach a point where her clients get so much more value than they get now that it'd be like, wait a second, why am I charging so little? <laughs> and, then, and then she could increase her prices again. Okay. And she can increase her prices again and we start a cycle. And then start the cycle again. Yes, exactly. Constant growth. All right. Now let's move on to Sarah Mask, the esthetician in Colorado. Where is she at on this cycle? Mm. Well, Sarah gained a lot of clarity recently. Because she found a mentor who doesn't like packaging services and products. Mm. And that's great because she discovered that after trying to package her services and products many, many times in many different ways, it never really worked for her. She didn't like it. And she's realizing that that's not working for her. And that yeah, actually so- she prefers things to be in individual things and people to buy stuff separately. Okay. So you mentioned packaging because a lot of businesses do that, right? They take things and they package them together and you get a better deal by packaging exactly. together. So what and, you're and saying is, yeah, Sarah, that sorry. didn't work. Oh, for yeah, Sarah, didn't that work. didn't work. Yeah, it didn't mm-hmm. work because for most people, it's a great method because it means that as you package, you create more value for the client. You create more value for the client. It's easier to sell. In her case, it's just not her style. And what I love is that she tried uh-huh. and that she tried packaging differently. She tried smartly. And she discovered it's not her method. And every way is good. I know coaches who work with a minimum two-year commitment. I know other coaches who only do one of sessions and they refuse long-term commitment. <laughs> okay. and, and the two of them are highly successful coaches. They both have massive impact on their clients and they most make great money. Even though one of them charges per hour and the other one charges per two years. Um, and so what Sarah is doing now is she's saying, okay, well, if the packaging method doesn't work for me now, let's continue focusing on offering things individually and working with that. And then maybe in one, two, three, five, ten years, it may change or not. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think this brings up an interesting point, too. And that is that your method with coaching these entrepreneurs is not to teach them a formula. Uh, because packaging may work for some people, might not work for others. There is not a formula here. What you're doing is you're asking questions and you're uncovering what each of their individual masterpieces are, correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I believe that the, I believe that everyone's path is unique and therefore everyone has to find their own way. You know, for me, it was best said by uh, Oscar Wilde who said, don't try to be someone else. No, be uh, sorry. I, I completely ruined this. Um, <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> everyone else is taken. Uh, and I like that. And for me, that's that's what's interesting for me about my client is discovering. And that's also uh, on a personal note. That's what makes it also fascinating for me is that 
I help my clients discover who they are in a way they've never known before or in a way that they kind of know but don't want to admit or they know but they've been repressing since childhood because parents and school said it's not the right way, etc., etc. So very often my clients know themselves better after we've had conversation and so I get to discover about them what they discover about themselves. And as they do, they find the answer to how to make their businesses work. And for me, that's the magical part of the coaching. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that this packaging situation with Sarah was just a great example of that because what you could have said if you were spinning out a formula was you must package, you must package. It works for others. It's worked for me. Package. And you're right. And, that, and that's also, and it also is the reason for which I insisted on her trying packaging in different ways because it works for a very, very large number of people. Yeah. A high percentage for a high percentage of businesses, it actually works great. Um, and so that's why I keep recommending it. And that's <laughs> right. why I will keep recommending people to try that. Yeah. Because it's only by trying that people can learn what, and it's only by trying something that you know what doesn't work for you. And that's yeah. why I always encourage my client to try things when they're like, oh, but that doesn't feel right. I'm like, well, until you've done it, not once, but 10 times, Yeah. of course you won't feel right. When you get on a bicycle, it never feels right the first time. Yeah. Once you know how to ride it, then it feels right. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so so my, my, my theory is learn to ride a bicycle. Once you know how to ride a bicycle, which is where Sarah got to, she understands packaging, she knows how yep. to make them, she's tried them, she's put them together, but then she realized actually she doesn't like to be on a bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. Well, then, that's then fine. Try, 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 try rowing on a boat. Try skydiving. But don't tell me that skydiving is not for you because it's uncomfortable. Try it uh, first. Get, get to do it. Once you are good enough that you know what's going on, and you're like, you know what? I've tried it a few times. It's still not for me. It doesn't stick. Fine. Then yep. figure what else is the, the right next thing for you. Because from that process, I believe that Sarah would learn a lot more about how to not package. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so that was a great exercise for her to go through. So very interesting. So let's talk about our final entrepreneur now, Junaid DeBrule, the organic farmer in Michigan. So I know she is in the process of working on specialty items now, working with higher-end chefs to differentiate her products. So can you uh, elaborate as to where she's at in the cycle right now? Mm-hmm. Jone is she's implementing the new ideas that emerged during coaching session and during her research and, and conversation with other farmers and, and her learning. So she's at a stage at which she's uh, consolidating. So she's planning, you know, we talked about the idea of uh, doing more specialized stuff. She's going deeper into that. We talked about uh, using, um, uh, reducing, sorry, about, um, about creating more space for her to have a personal life and to make more separation. She's working on that. So she's working on her own personal growth right now. Um, yes. At the same time, she's also exploring how to use her teaching uh, her passion for teaching, because it came uh, very early in our conversations, uh, I think even the first session, that she loves teaching. 
and that she does things best when she teaches. So she's now also exploring how to use teaching as a service, how to use teaching as a method for running the business. So in a sense for me, Jonay is sort of going back through the cycle. She's, she's, going, uh, she's sort of doing a, a consolidation through the cycle where she's looking back at what she created and making sure that everything is good, that everything is continuing, and she's sort of um, going through an organic growth now in that sense. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like she's in a lot of the personal exploration, business exploration mode because her prices are actually quite good. Um, They're not on the low side. They're not on the low side. They're good. So she has a firm foundation. And now Mm -hmm. she's going through this this growth process to reevaluate a lot of things. So yeah, which in some ways for me is similar to where Parole is at. Yeah. They're in a sort of similar kind of place of consolidating growth and stability before they can launch into a new cycle. Yes. Okay. Very interesting stuff. Well, thank you for all this information. And let's get ready for our final break now. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. This is your host for Generation Regeneration, Sandra Malhotra. And I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed group coaching program for wellness entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. Noam Kastuki. And we're reviewing last month's coaching session, which was on the topic of pricing your products and services. And in the final segment, we're going to get into Gnome's psyche a little bit as to how he prices his services. Mm, Very interesting stuff. So see you in a few with our final segment. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. GMOs or genetically modified organisms are plants or animals that have been genetically engineered with DNA from bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals. These experimental combinations of genes from different species cannot occur in nature or in traditional crossbreeding. Most developed nations do not consider GMOs to be safe. Right now, over 80% of the corn and soy grown in the U.S. is genetically modified, and we should be able to choose whether we wish to consume these foods or not. Visit non-gmoproject.org forward slash learn dash more. Introducing the Abundance Cubed Coaching Program on Gen R Holistic Radio. Wellness entrepreneurs who integrate the best of modern and holistic approaches will fix our broken food and healthcare systems. So host Sandra Malhotra and creator of Masterpieces, Noam Kostuki, are going to empower them to do just that. We will help five entrepreneurs grow and unlearn limiting beliefs during this program. You too can learn alongside them by turning into Gen R Holistic Radio the first Tuesday of each month. Join us for an adventure in expansion. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. To connect with Sandra, send an email to Sandra Malhotra at wcubedcommunity.com or tweet at Sandra G. Malhotra, hashtag WeAreGenR. She looks forward to your comments. Now back to Generation Regeneration. 
Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm your host, Sandra Malhotra, and I'm here with business coach, creator of Masterpieces, and my collaborator for the Abundance Cubed group coaching program for wellness entrepreneurs, Noam Kastuki. Now, Noam, we just went through how our Abundance Cube participants are doing with the last month's coaching session on pricing, but we've covered a lot of topics up to this point. Uh, We're about halfway through the program. So as a coach, how has this experience been for you? Uh, We're approaching things in a different way here in making the coaching process very transparent. So can you comment on how things are going? Absolutely. So from a coaching perspective, in some ways, it's something that I've done many, many times. So there's no big surprises uh, in that I still expect the unexpected and unexpected things are still happening. <laughs> um, everyone is going through the program at their own pace. Everyone is digesting it and implementing it in their own ways. And um, some people are going with, you know, very sort of standard solutions that, we can bring and other people have to find their own individual ways like Sarah for whom a sort of a standard method of packaging just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, what is definitely the first time that I do is to have a full program aired and made public. Yeah. Um, and from that perspective, I was really curious to see how it would affect participants because they know that when we're doing coaching sessions, some bits will be cut and be made public and I will talk about about them on radio and what I love is that actually through the blogs and through this process I'm seeing the participants being more and more fearlessly honest Yeah. and so I find that this is actually a great tool because not only uh, the conversation between me and them in private but it's also made public not just the conversation, but their journeys. And I have a sense that the fact that there's this public aspect to the the journey makes it even more powerful. Yes, yes. And I, too, have to compliment uh, the Abundance Cube entrepreneurs for their fearlessness. I stand in awe of how fearless they are going through this process. And one thing that's been neat to watch also is because it's a group coaching session and things are made public, they're learning from each other as Mm -hmm. well. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's interesting to see. And I know, for example, two of the participants, Lisa and Junae, they both live in Michigan. Junae's the farmer. She has programs at her farm. Lisa has started going to those programs and learning. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Yeah, about growing uh, organic herbs and things in her home garden. So uh, it's been been really wonderful watching this group evolve and to grow. Now, Noam, let's talk about you for a moment now. So you are providing so much great information to the entrepreneurs in this program. So my question is, how are you applying these principles to your own coaching business? So I apply them every day, all the time. And this is one of the things I love about coaching is that every time I work with clients, I get to rethink about these things for myself also because I keep reapplying everything that they do. So everything that we've done so far on the show I do in parallel with my business. Everything I kind of do with my clients, I end up doing in parallel for my business. 
Um, and that's and that's from these principles that I went from charging a hundred dollars less than well just over a hundred dollars for two months of coaching to having a client pay me over twenty thousand dollars for a month for, for the same program mm. um, and so it's also helped me create different offers and so the way I applied it to I applied it to uh, in a very extreme way in which I offered all the different possible ways of doing programs that I could think of. So whatever I could see other coaches and other people doing and whatever I thought could be fun and exciting, I offered and I proposed to people and I worked with it. And then by doing things uh, with different clients, like for example, doing email coaching, doing group programs, doing individual programs, doing, uh, I did like four or five hour sessions. I've done one day sessions. I've done retreats. I've done online coaching. I've done uh, coaching through uh, the Trello board. It's allowed me to figure out what works best for me, what works best for my client, what my clients like most, and how to create a program that gives the most value to the client while costing me the least possible and being the least taxing. Because my cost, and I realize that my cost as an entrepreneur is my attention. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I, I remember speaking with a, a psychologist and couple therapist, and they were asking, you know, well, uh, how, how come I charge so much per hour? And when we spoke, we compared our businesses, what I noticed is that they have like eight clients a day, easily, five days a week. I was like, how can you do eight hours of deep conversation listening to someone? I can't do that. Yeah. I don't know. When I listen to clients, I can do six hours at grand maximum and I can't do six hours five days a week I could do six hours three days a week that's the most that's what I discovered is my max and uh-huh. that's really maxing out so what I ended up doing is creating different programs so I've got my most popular program by far is a six months coaching program where I meet clients twice a month for an hour and a half they come on a three day retreat in Costa Rica and they spend 9000 for that and so that's been accessible for people at all sort of levels. Some people have borrowed money. Some people generate it from their own businesses. So people end up paying it in installments so that it would go better with their cash flow. But that's something that's accessible. And for me, from that place, then we can create more. Now, there's some people for whom this is still unthinkable. They're like, 9,000 is no way. I can't afford it. And that's fine because that's the reality for a lot of people. And I was there at points where... Spending 9000 on coaching, there was no way. Yeah. So I created an online coaching program that people can take. It doesn't take any of my time. It took me months to create it. I spent maybe two, three months uh, putting the program together and then several months refining it and testing it. And But now that this is done, there's no more of my time. So I can offer almost as many, well, pretty much as many hours of coaching um, as a six months program, but online that you do on your own for forty five dollars for forty five bucks. Wow! And what's amazing is that there's one person who took the program and created fourteen thousand uh, dollars as a result. Wow! By the end of the program, That's so it can work, but it requires yes. dedication and commitment, and so that's why from you know for me when I create programs. It's always um, tailored for different people with whatever they can afford because my belief is that if someone commits and someone is ready with 100%, they will be successful. 
And then for, you know, people on the higher end, investors, people who've been running businesses for a long time, who want dedicated things, and I do tailored programs that can go up to 100K for like two years with 10-day coaching retreats, and I bring in other coaches, and then we can become creative. Mm. Um, And so that's for me where I go from very automated, standardized, all the way to fully tailored um, for, you know, for people at different stages of their journey. Yes. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah, that was a nice demonstration of the range of offerings that you have to meet a lot of different people right where they're at. So thank you so much for joining us today, Noam. As always, a fun and informative show. And I look forward to the continuation of this program with you. So thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And don't forget to follow our Abundance Cubed Radio for Wellness Entrepreneurs on Facebook to stay in the know about our entrepreneurs and the program. And our next show will tell will delve into how to tell the story about your business. If you think about the brands that you use religiously, you probably know and love their backstory and mission. So learn how to craft and share your own. And in the meantime, we'll see you next week, same time, same place, and we'll feature Dr. Emil Faith, a medical medium, speaker, author, and therapist. That should be very interesting. So thank you, everyone, for stopping by today. Namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Generation Regeneration with Sandra Guy Malhotra. Please join us again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. In the coming week, think of the changes that you could make to regenerate your body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.